Welcome to episode 111 of Drew's Sports Crew here on the Sunday night. Myself, Drew Skyberg, bringing you the news in the Wisconsin sports world. You know, the sports world as well, right? We're here tonight. We have to talk about what happened. What is going on with Milwaukee Bucks? Right, we're three games through the series. Some thought coming in the Bucks might would be up 3-0. They're down two to one right now. So talking about what's going on there. All right, in those last two games, really, because we talked game one last week. But how can we approve upon what's happened so far into the next right four remaining games? Hopefully, your three remaining, you know, for the Milwaukee Bucks' sake, right, Bucks in six. Um, but otherwise, right, we got to touch on that. Talk about Giannis's status, injury status for other te- other players, right, with Miami Heat surrounding them. And then also we have to move to the Milwaukee Brewers. Talk about what happened this past week. It was a four and two week for the Brewer crew. Um, I actually had them going four and two. It's just I predict the wrong losses. I predict them losing Friday, which they did, but I had them losing Monday instead of Sunday. They do win. They they um right. They win Monday was last Monday, but they did lose this Sunday today. Unfortunately, we'll talk about what's going on with the bullpen. Right, right. The bullpen that's been nearly perfect has its worst day. Right, this is a correction day for the bullpen. The ERA is going to go back, go back up to you know some more average numbers. But talking about that, who's hot, who's not for the Brewer crew? We'll touch on standings report as always, and then we're going to go through this upcoming week. I'll give my prediction on records and matchups. We'll talk through it. Right, I actually had someone ask like, how do you, how do you decide matchups? Right, how do you decide what records? And there's a lot that goes into it. Right, I'm looking at matchups. Right in the upcoming days, trying to map out who's going to start. Right, certain games. It's it's tough to forecast sometimes, but it's possible. It truly is. So, just want to fill you all in on that. But let's get moving here. We will start with the Milwaukee Bucks, and with that, let's go right right away to game two. So last Wednesday we had game two. Get in price for students was, was like twenty thirty dollars. One of the cheapest playoff games I saw, you know, and we talked last Sunday's episode about Giannis. He still has not played right games two or three. These upcoming ones now are going to be every other day, though, not this two days of rest, two days off. You know, we, we have a, a more set schedule now. So I, I'm intrigued to see kind of what, what we're looking at, but I can tell you um, like game four tomorrow already tomorrow at, on TNT. Thankfully, it was on NBA TV yesterday which I, I my critiques of the NBA, you know, this is one of them. Again, having it on a channel, it's like an, and it's not like the NFL necessarily having a game on NFL network, but it kind of is in the sense, right. I know there's less NBA play, or NFL playoff games than NBA playoff games, but, but really, I mean, having it on NBA TV, not really a fan of it, but anyways, tomorrow, right. They have a game at four at Miami, 6 30 PM. Central TNT that'll be on, and then on Wednesday it'll be 8:30 p.m. in Milwaukee. Is tip off for that, and then we have Friday and Sunday. Fridays at Miami. Sunday is at home if need be, and both of those times are to be determined. But let's go to Game Two. Let's talk about what happened in Game Two. How did the Bucks win? Right from a home crowd, a nice roaring home crowd. Look, we talked last week, Game One. Bucks have one of the worst shooting games of their season. 
and the Heat have one of their best shooting games of the season from three. This was for three for both teams. And then, you know what we see? We see the Bucks do what they need to do. They shot 51% from three in this one, 25 of 49. Everything was falling. It was incredible to see, right? Um, Holiday was four for 10. Middleton two for five. Portis three for four. Allen four for eight. Connaughton six for 10 with 22 points. Angles three or Angles was five of six. It was just fun to see, right? This is the Milwaukee team, Milwaukee Bucks team. You love to see. Of course, we wanted the honest out there, right? Everyone did. But this is when I say this team you want to see, it's in terms of, you know, the style of play, really. You know, this team play, everyone's getting up threes. We do need to talk, though, the Miami Heat, which has been a theme of the series. They've been able to shoot well. I mean, this is how the they beat the Bucks in the bubble, right, a few years back, if we think about it. They outshot the Bucks, right? They they took threes. They made threes. 16 to 36 in this one. 44%. That's a good night. 54% shooting. Granted, right, this game got, they scored 37 points in the fourth when it was over. Right, thirty-seven to twenty. Bucks playing backups. So it wasn't like, you know, and, that, and we have to keep that in mind. Account for that, but otherwise, you know, still, right? Jimmy Butler was minus thirty-one out there. I think that was the craziest stat from this game, considering how valuable Jimmy Butler has been to this Heat team all season. Uh, minus thirty-one plus minus is incredible. So, highlighting that, and then. Going with again what the Bucks have done, you know they're shooting. This was perfect. Brook Lopez zero made three, zero over one. Which like Lopez, he's usually like the stretch five, right? but Giannis isn't there. He gets the whole paint to himself. 12, 12 of seventeen, right? He was making every two. He was taking, which is really nice to see. Of course, enforcing that in the paint, two steals, one block for him. Just a phenomenal game for Lopez. Actually, the Bucks leading scorer. Holiday was 24 points, Connaughton 22. Let's talk, I want, I want to talk about game three more, right? This was the more recent one. This game took place yesterday, right? Going through this one, this was at Miami. And it, this game was an interesting one. When I say that, right, I mean, Giannis unfortunately ruled out in this one, which was like a brutal blow. There, people were thinking there's a chance Giannis was coming back for this game, myself included, but in this one, right? The home, guess what? Guess what they did? They took around 30 ish threes, 30, 30 to 35 threes, what Miami wants to do. They made it at a 48.5% clip. They shot 15 of 17 from the line. I mean, just how Miami played, right? Credit, you know, to them how they did, right? Duncan, Duncan Robinson had the Pat Connaughton game, you know, or the Joe Ingles game, for example, uh, that the Bucks had in Milwaukee. That's what Duncan Robinson did. 24 minutes, 7 for 9 from the field, 5 for 6 from 3. Was making everything, right? It was wild to see. And then, um, yeah, like Kyle Lowry played like 28 minutes, plus 27, plus minus is why I bring him up. Kale Martin played 33 minutes. Not much in the stat sheet, you know, 12 points, I mean, 11 rebounds, 2 assists. Some more there, but plus 31. Extremely effective. Um, I want to go back to Milwaukee though for a sec. Kind of how what, what we've seen with this team. Jay Crowder has not found his stride with this team in the playoffs, which has been unfortunate. Many were hoping him to have that PJ Tucker level effect, but again, 13 minutes only in this one. 
Angles and Connaughton are shiny in that role. Uh, it's you know, and what's happening in um, is Crowder and um, Carter are kind of mixing in to equal that twenty-five minutes from like a role player that the Bucks usually have, and it hasn't been it has not been productive. Uh, Carter zero points in twelve minutes, nothing. I mean, minus fifteen plus minus over two from three, and Crowder comes in for thirteen minutes, two for four. Minus 10, plus minus. I mean, he gets a steal, assists, a rebound, but they haven't been effective as as we've wanted, you know, which has been kind of tough for this team, which is, again, Giannis list. So, I mean, the Bucks, right off offensively, it, was, it wasn't a great showing. Um, they did shoot, they shot um, 45% from the field. So, when shooting like that, it was like, okay, 15 for 39. They shot. 39% from three-ish. Otherwise, right? I mean, 18 turnovers. Like, the numbers, I'll play, I always like to play this game, right? I look at what teams shot. Still, so you can tell by some stats here. You can always tell by turnovers and rebounds, usually. Like, those two, and then you might, then look at field goal percentage. The three, that I like to say. So, it's, you know, um, you look at field goal percentage, which team shot better. And then you look at turnovers, which team had more turnovers or less turnovers. And then you look for the team who had more rebounds. And usually the team that has either is two of the three or more, right? Majority won the game. And in this case, Miami shoots 54% to Milwaukee's 45. Milwaukee has more turnovers than Miami, 18 to 14. Miami has seven more rebounds. In that case, guess what? They won all three. <laughs> yeah, so... Just looking at that, I mean, was not not a good good showing for the Bucks. Bucks actually were favorites coming in the game too, right? Like Vegas favorites. Just how they shot the ball, how they defended the three point shot. You know, not not good. And this is from this Bucks team. This was this is, has been the Achilles heel of this team. It's been defending the three point arc, right? I mean, just schematically how how they play, right? Allowing that three point the three point shot to any team. Right, barring you know certain players, right? Like Steph Curry would be an outlier in that case, but for the most part, right, just allowing guys to get their shots, their shots up, crashing in on the paint. It's worked this whole. It's worked, right? The Bucks have gotten a chip off it, but down two to one without Giannis. Oh, it's it's getting scary. But we do know Giannis. The report was Giannis did some individual work. He's coming back. When I say he's coming back, he um. It's looking good, meaning he's doing some individual work. He potentially could be back. He's trending towards playing, right, is what I'm understanding for tomorrow. Po- possibly he's not playing, right? I'm not, but Bucks can't risk going down, going down 3-1. We know that. So I think, I think you know, he plays tomorrow. But again, if he's not able to play, he's not able to play. So Bucks fans are certainly getting a little nervous, including myself, but I acknowledge this team has came through in a lot worse situations. So I'm optimistic. Um, but that's kind of, that was the main Bucks talk, right? It was acknowledging what's going on with the team right now. You know, the three point shot has been the, the, as a struggle for the Bucks too. Just like the story, right? I mean, that's Ingles, Connaughton, you know, and Allen. I mean, that, that's what they've been able to do like in the postseason. I mean, they just shoot threes. 
right? Offensively, it's, it hasn't been a lot of drives, which I don't expect. I expect that more from Holiday, right? Holiday Middleton. And again, Middleton played 34 minutes. Let's talk about his presence. It was 23 points, five rebounds, six assists, two steals, five turnovers. It was not not bad, but not good necessarily. It was it was, it was a decent game for Middleton, right? We're, we're hoping for more for Middleton. Efficiency was fine. It's just the turnovers got to cut down on. So that's where I'm looking at him defensively, of course, the Milton too. So great game, game four tomorrow night. We need a Bucks win. We need to hope that that comes through. We need Jay Crowder, the production for him to increase. I mean, that's we we need Jay Crowder for this Bucks team to perform at a level that we know he's capable of playing. If Bucks want to get out of this series in six games, right? People are getting nervous, rightfully so. But we're hope, we're hoping for Bucks here to prevail. Okay, that, that's the Bucks talk here. Let's go to the Milwaukee Brewers, right? I'm ho- I'm hoping, right? Are you all feeling right? Bucks in six. Hopefully that can live live to reality here. But look, we we need some help. <laughs> so Brewers, though, this past week. I talked about the prediction challenge was correct, just wrong games, but it's hard to predict game by game. But again, just looking into what's going on, the probable pitchers is something I like to utilize, but this past week, let's talk about it. So last Monday, they win in Seattle, 7-3. Burns pitched in that one. He actually exited with a, a pec injury we talked about I actually have not talked about, but talking with some other people, right? It looked like it looked it looked like it was um like it was cramping, right? A chest cramp. Fortunately, I mean it was it looked a lot worse than it was, right? So what happened is right. We saw actually got to see Burns pitch today. Was the good news? But um, of course today it didn't go as we wanted. But you know that series in Seattle, Brewers have a tough win. I mean they they get a Tough series sweep win. Um, I mean, Monday they they had they had nicely in their bag. Um, right, with terrain going deep in that one. Other than that, they got to you know, they finally got to Chris Flexen. Flexen played well. Anderson had a good game. You know who's he had a good game today too on Sunday. But we're just waiting for Woodruff to be back. Right, um, but then Tuesday they win six to five. Story in that one, right? The extra inning wins. That was the bullpen. You know, bullpen holds it in. Bryce Wilson gets a win. Yelich home, homers in this one. Adamas hits a home run. It was a fun game in Seattle Tuesday. Eleven innings too. It's a thriller. That was the one where people were worried like that would be the one to lose. But that Wednesday going for the sweep game, that five to three win actually in come fashion too this was this was this game going on concerning for the brewers it was like okay start the game down right they're down two nothing they have a five run seventh that's all they needed matt bush gets that big out then in the game to finish it off right that was wednesday's game last out in the ninth but then bush has a not so great game today his actually status in the bullpen is going to be interesting. I'll talk previewing moving forward where we're looking on that. But right, that, that was the series, a nice sweep with some close games. Bullpen was at its peak in this game, in this series. 
brilliant effort. And then Friday we get to lose five to three. You know, the offense, which was kind of my concern coming in. I talked again with Justin Brenner, the UWM post. We talked, right? This is going to be a concern potentially, but offense has been steady. You know, it's it's been consistent, right? It's been three runs or more. A lot of games. They're they're given they're getting hits. Uh, some strikeouts are still there, but like exit velos are good, right? You got to be pleased with the offense so far. Pavetta though pitches nicely on Friday. Of course, um, you haven't seen the stat already. Tellez, like the team he performs best against is the Boston Red Sox. Hits two home runs this weekend. It hits one Friday. Hits one Saturday. I was at the game Saturday. I'll talk about it. It's already game number three for me at American Family Field this season. So, um. But again, Brewers lose Friday, five to three. Peralta pitches well, just right. Bullpen gives up some runs late. It was a game to lose. You know, Red Sox played well. Saturday, Christian Yelich tumbler. It's actually I I do have it. I've not unboxed it yet, but it is a very nice tumbler. I got to see some of my friends who got it. I'm really pleased with what the Milwaukee Brewers did with the giveaway. Some were thinking like, oh, it's gonna be a plastic tumbler, not gonna be that exciting. It was, let me tell you, it's a nice tumbler. It's it's firm, um, you know, and just overall with it, it it's painted like like the it's nice, like color wise. Never thought I would have to describe a tumbler before on the show, but I'm telling you, it's a nice tumbler. Like you can, if you want to see one, like you can look it up, check it out on like eBay. You can look at like what I'm talking about. It it, it looks appealing. Like it's an impressive giveaway done by the Brewers. So I was pleased to see that and. In return for going there, you got to see Christian Yelich have himself a day. Two for four, a stolen base, two runs scored, and an RBI with that. Very nice game for Yelich. Exavilo looked good. Was driving the ball right. I'm not, not really popping out as much. Right? It wasn't popping out. Uh, Rowdy Tellez hits another home run this one. It was fun to see. Wade Miley pitches well again. What, what's been the credit to Miley's success has been allowing him to only go two times through the order. Right, Not allowing that third time has been powerful for a guy like Miley who doesn't have that blow away fastball, right? 89 topping out out or 90. It was good to see though, right? In the sake, Brewers got the win here, a one run win. Uh, Williams looked great in the ninth. Devers hits an absolute bomb, 110 off the bat. Incredible stuff, but otherwise, right? It was, it was Rowdy Day on Saturday and... Then on Sunday, it was Masataka Yoshida Day at the ballpark when he hits two home runs. He hits them two in the same inning. It's a grand slam, too. Had himself a day. 12-5 final there. Bullpen didn't look good. It was Matt Bush. Right, Brewers take the lead. They're 4-3, bottom seven. Nine-run eighth inning. Right, is all, the, all Boston really needed in this one. They get the win 12-5. Turner hit a home run, and yeah, Yoshida hit that home run, and then they had a big inning, grand slam to top it off. Then Brian Anderson hits a, has a two-home run day, though. We like to see that. right? Getting Anderson going, right? he's been kind of this X factor for this this offense. He's been that. He's been pretty steady. You know, it, it's been great to see having two steady guys. Him and Adamas are both like some of the steadiest offensive players you'll see where their production will just be steady. Like they're not, they don't go on these like crazy cool, cool streaks. 
they might have some hot streaks, but it's not going to get like really scorching hot. They're just consistent, and that's that's what this offense has thrived upon, especially this year being fifteen and seven, second place in the Central to those Pittsburgh Pirates. But other than that, it was you're pleased with the week, but you're really wondering what's going to go on with Matt Bush. Um, definitely got to move him out of that that leverage role, like a high end role. Unfortunately, just doesn't just wasn't working. Right, his ERA is gonna, of course, ballooned after this. But just talking about moving forward with him, and then also with Javi Guerra, not a good day for him either. Both those guys probably gonna get moved out of roles. It's gonna probably stick. You know, Milner pitches back to back days. Milner looked good. I mean, Strzelecki's gonna stay. Strzelecki might move to setup. I mean, we talked about him staying like a seventh inning role, but. Honestly, Strzelecki, how he's performed this year, ERA at .9. Looked great. His stuff's looked good this year. Might have to keep Strzelecki in the eighth, Williams in the ninth, and use Milner in that lefty-lefty situation when you need him. I like having Bryce Wilson, you know, utility-wise in that bullpen, but I want to pitch multiple innings because that's where he thrives at. But honestly, maybe moving him in a one-inning role, and then, of course, having that as an option. But look, this team, it's an interesting spot. Colin Ray, credit him again. Had another good start um, this past week in Seattle. Right, He's been a surprise. I mean, guys like him are the reason this Brewers team's 15-7. and seven, Right, Those guys who have stepped up this year. And then batting-wise, I'll give you the numbers. Contreras still has not been able to hit for power. His slug is 377 to, compared to the 391 OVP. He's got four doubles and 15 singles. So pretty standard, but strikeouts are down for him. What we've seen from Yelich, though, Yelich is batting right now 250, three home runs, nine RBIs. Like Rowdy's done well. Right? He's already up to seven home runs. Adamas is at four. Right? I talk steady. Adamas is at four home runs, 12 RBIs. And again, his slash right now, we're looking at 857 OPS. And then we're looking at Anderson with a 790. You know, been consistent so far this year. It's been very, very you know beneficial for this club. So that's been good to see. Like Perkins gets his first big league hit too Saturday night. So congrats to him on that. So looking looking at that um, for the Brewers this past week, right, it's been there's going to be some moving around the bullpen. Gonna have to wait and see what's going to happen. Again, I imagine Williams stays in that role in the ninth. Like that's a lock. It's just a matter of the eighth inning guy. It's got to be Strzelecki, I think, now, for sure. Like, moving forward permanently. Matt Bush could DFA'd sooner rather than later is the other thing. He's allowed a lot of home runs this year. So, I believe he's up to seven. So, then that's like a, a good chunk, right? Thinking about we're at April 23rd right now, but. Let's talk about this upcoming week more on those matchups. And again, Brewers are home all six days. So good news for us. Meaning we get right, we get Brewers home for six more games. And I'll be at the game next Sunday. So I'll be able to cheer on the crew then as they face the Angels. But I was looking more into this, right? You got the Tigers for three, Angels for three. And again, Miley pitches 
Yesterday burns today. We probably only get burns for a start this week. It's looking like it's going to be probably either Saturday or Sunday. So in terms of the rotation. And then we're looking at like, we're looking at like Lauer is going to probably pitch. Then coming up here. And also Colin Ray's turn is coming up here. I'm a little concerned if the Brewers with the boat with the bullpen. Kind of how, how you're going to do this. Is Wilson going to have to start? I just have some questions with how they're going to move forward. They might have to make a a call up, have someone else pitch here. Might be a Jansen junk day coming up. Those, those are kind of my, my concerns um, in this three-game series against Detroit. But against Detroit's going to be like Angels are going to be the tougher opponent. We should have – it should be pretty similar um, where we'll have Peralta – yeah, we'll probably have Peralta, Miley, and uh, Burns pitch Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Just a matter of with these three games. All right, you got Lauer. You got Lauer, and then you got Ray, and then you might have to go somewhere else. Might be junk. Might not be. Wilson could possibly start for a day. I, I think there's a lot of options Craig Council has. I just would monitor both like that. So the uncertainties for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday kind of concern me with I have Brewers losing a game there. I'm stuck with the what date. The Brewer preview will come out tomorrow. I, I'll be able to map it out better when I get more word tomorrow morning and I post it. Game again is 640 tomorrow, 640 Tuesday, and then it's 1240 Wednesday, not 110. So keep that in mind for Wednesday's game at home. Thursday off day, 710 on Friday. It's Wisconsin night. You get a special Wisconsin Brewers State logo shaped blanket. Saturday you get a a, a long sleeve hooded shirt. First thirty thousand. Good for you know. Good for whoever can go to that. I unfortunately will not be able to. I'll be at Sunday's game. They have the Sunday Fun Day bundle. Great deal there. I've talked about it enough here. But again, otherwise it's the standard week weekly ticket deals. It's the student night. You know you can get. Also, Miller High Life Monday, it's $6 tickets, right? A good deal for Monday games. Don't get me wrong, but just keeping those in mind, um, I do have the Brewers, again, going 4-2 this week. I know it's lame, but it just it's again with the pitching, right? I think this team is, you know, they play two opponents. I believe they're better than team-wise. I know Angels will be fun with the Stars, but I do think 4-2 is a fair spot for this this squad this week, so I'm going to take them at 4-2 again. Otherwise, that's kind of that's where I'm at with the Brewers, right? And Bucks, hoping for right. Bucks get the job done tomorrow. I'll be watching the Bucks game, so hopefully, I can try to do some double screen, dual screen action. Have Brewers up on a monitor, and then have up on the TV the Milwaukee Bucks. I hope you all can do the same. But otherwise, Wednesday we won't have that issue. Buck, Bucks play at night. Brewers play in the afternoon. But hopefully, right? We got our Wisconsin sports. We got to cheer on. So we're almost getting to Packer season. Talk some more of the draft announcement wise, though, for scheduling before I go. Right. You can catch myself along with Jared Vlosky and Zach Roush Tuesday for a draft episode of Journey to a Million, right? Our NFL theme show. And we'll be talking all things football. We'll be talking NFL draft. We'll be playing some games too, as well. NFL theme games, of course. Friday morning, I'm, I will be previewing a night, a slate for. MLB DFS, so some daily fantasy sports this Friday. 
And then also for the draft on Thursday night, NFL draft, be sure to join the Fantasia Drew Sports Crew draft challenge on there. Top 12 picks you predict. You can win some native, their native fan token. So check that out, that link down below to sign up, and then you can find the challenge right away. But otherwise, that's going to wrap it up here for myself, Drew Skyberg, at Drew Sports Crew, all the platforms. It's Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Drew Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.